Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Okay, podcast starts now. Podcast starts now. Wow. Hello, Stradiolab listeners, and welcome to the podcast you're listening to, known as Stradiolab. George, um, why don't you explain what this podcast is all about? I would rather not, but I do want to tell a story, which is that... um, (laughs) Hold on. I want to stop you right there. This bitch co-host, George Severus, keeps saying to me, hey, Sam... We need structure. Hey, Sam, we need structure. And I turn to him and I say, George, here's your chance. Structure it up, babe. And you say no. And you say, no, I'm going to tell a damn story. And I say, oh, I gave you an option for structure and you denied me. Okay, this like tone coming in, like very behind the candelabra, kind of, I don't know what this voice is. But yeah, I think we should have structure, meaning that it's very, it's a very show not tell type thing. There should be enough structures that we don't have to stop at every point and explain what we're doing. Well, I think part of structure is sort of, um, you know, putting like little headers, like you said, you wanted sort of a more canned intro, more canned outro. And I said, well, sure, why not? I'm I'm um, letting the listeners in on the truth behind the podcast. Yeah, because we don't do that enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've always been accused of not talking enough about the podcast as we make it. People say, when are they going to pull back the curtain? <laughs> or rather, go behind the candelabra. Mm. Um, so anyway, what's your story? My story is that I told you this before, but I wanted to say it on air because I think it's so important that you know, we speak out when we experience 
uh, prejudice. And I am, of course, talking about the fact that my sister the other day texted me that she listened to a recent episode of our podcast and told me, quote, not your best. Yeah. You know, when it comes from inside the home, that is even more hurtful. And this is why it's so important to have a chosen family. Yeah. People who, you know, don't give you criticism. People that love you no matter how much your podcast dips. Uh, Yeah. And I do want to say, you know, oftentimes um, gay people and queer people are, are pigeonholed into having only narratives that have to do with you know, not being accepted by their families and 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 uh, facing homophobia and things like that. And something that really a story that isn't told that much is is people who, in fact, don't face homophobia from their families, but then suddenly at the age of twenty nine, uh, have a blood sister that tells them an episode of their gay podcast is not their best. <laughs> I mean, George, if you need a place to stay, like I'm here for you, and like I'm sure. You know, any of our listeners would take you in. I know you don't. Well, I have started the process of. I am at the age of twenty nine, emancipating myself from my family. So brave. We they were all in court, Mm -hmm. Zoom court. Good. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, so I'm taking the necessary steps. I think, you know, I don't really need that kind of toxicity in my life. No, not not anymore. And uh, it really is, it's tearing our family apart because uh, my parents agree with my sister and in fact would go as far as to say I should stop podcasting altogether. Well, they've never understood you. Not, no, not at all. In fact, they they tell me, why can't we go back to, you know, you coming out to us? That was such a more positive experience than us listening to your podcast. Yeah. And you say, this is me. If you don't accept me at my podcasting, then you can't have me at my coming out. And that's just anyway, true. How are you? <laughs> You know, I'm I'm doing that thing. Can I forgot about the general feeling of dread for like two months? Really? Yeah, I mean, I had the I mean, I had the wow. like standard. Wow. Not to, uh, not to, quote: America was already great. Sam Taggart. No, what I'm saying is, I already you know I know the pandemic's awful. I know that everything is mostly bad, but like that feeling of like reading the news and just like getting deeper and deeper into dread and being like. Like, I know, I know I should know all the details about this, but also why do I have to know everything about this? But I'm going to keep looking at Twitter for seven hours straight and just sure. feel bad. Sure. I haven't had that in, I mean, at least since before Thanksgiving. And in a, right. there was a little bit where I was like, well, maybe that's, maybe I'm over it. Maybe like. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I do think, you know, I, I said back in November, finally, we have restored the soul of America. <laughs> and then since then, it has really felt like things are going pretty smoothly. So to wake up to bad news feels very like, okay, is it 2016? It's been, okay, I can't tell if you're making fun of me or not, but I do feel like it's very like back to work in a big, like an annoying, like the, I think I was on vacation mode in my mind for mm-hmm. a little bit uh, longer than I thought. Yeah. Like because even, of the holidays? Because honestly, or I because think you that's... were physically outside of New York City? <laughs> no, I think I was like giving myself like permission, sort of diet starts Monday type of thing, mm. uh, for like you know mid November to this week. Sure, sure, that makes sense. And well, so diet started, and I'm uh, welcome back, it. bitch. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's bad. I mean, as everyone knows, this is my first week of not having a day job. And oh so the fact that the fact that there would be a, a coup 
now feels very pointed. I mean, honestly, the fact that the pandemic is still going on when this is your first week of unemployment. Well, and thank you for bringing so that up because I had up. always assumed I was like, secretly in my mind, I was like, the pandemic is happening because I'm not self-actualizing. Yeah. And if I can love myself enough to leave my day job and fully commit to a career in comedy, then everything else will kind of follow suit. I mean, the personal is political. It's you just have to manifest. And so like when you were like not going to like when you were like, I'm going to do it, I'm not going to have a job. I was like, he's manifesting. The pandemic's about right. to be over. Like, yes. this is going to be awesome. Right. And when I plan for my contract to end through no <laughs> fault of my own, I said, I'm doing this in order to self-actualize. And um, but there really is the fact that I did do my best to self-actualize and yet the pandemic didn't end means only one thing, which is that I have to purchase more self-help books and technology. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i have to put in the work <laughs> i love here's i have done that before it truly i have lost a job and been like you know what this is good and this is a sign that i'm about to pop off big time and when really it's just a sign that i'm about to have like a cool year or two of being okay. miserable don't 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 say that to me on my first week after <laughs> leaving my job i'm sorry i'm not trying to make you feel bad what a terrible thing to say to someone i just we all go through it's just real i'm sorry no it's not real i'm literally <laughs> gonna get my big break in the next 48 hours <laughs> Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. You're going to get your next big break. Oh, I do have something. Oh, but we can discuss this, in fact, with our guest. But I have a big industry update from my end. Well, that's pretty juicy. Yeah. Uh, I feel as though... I'm the showrunner for Young Sheldon. <laughs> wow. Should we introduce our guest? I think we have to. Incroyable. <laughs> this is someone we've been wanting to get on for a while. But And that's know, all I'll say. She was jet-setting Europe... Uh, Asia, Antarctica. She's seen she loves all. Antarctica. She has been <laughs> she has been quarantining in Antarctica this entire time. She actually, many people say she's Mrs. Claus. <laughs> A lot of people imagine Mrs. Claus as kind of an old, haggard um, white woman, but she's actually kind of a hip, young. Uh, uh, Come on, you get know. the racial makeup correct. You better get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Half Asian woman. Wow. And now that the demographic is out there, let's... Um, Wait, can I just say one thing? Yeah. You know how people are like, don't forget Jesus was Middle Eastern. What if my thing was, don't forget Mrs. Claus is half Asian. <laughs> I mean, that could do a lot for a lot of uh, young kids out there. Exactly. Okay, please welcome Julia Shiplet. <laughs> Hi, boys. Representation Hello. matters. <laughs> and also, I didn't want to be the one. Uh, I didn't want the credit for bringing COVID to Antarctica, but right. mm -hmm. I have no, been yeah, there it, since March, and that's kind right, of what yeah. happened. <laughs> well, you have done this thing where you travel, but b between places, you always go to Antarctica to kind of unpack what just happened. Kind of <laughs> unpack. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so how what's going on in, in Antarctica right now? Um, it's actually been like pretty mild weather-wise. We've been getting yeah. um, about 45 minutes of sun a day. So I'm just out and about taking my walk. Oh my God, lucky. Oh, that's so nice. I know. It's really good. I don't wear a mask there. No need. Mm, no need. No. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've sort of brought like... Um, this new aesthetic to Antarctica, this just sort of very like chic, 
bundled. Yes. Um, you know, like actually it's weird. I didn't I didn't like I don't know. I don't want to tell Antarctica secrets because right, sure, there's sure. so much. It's not your place know. to tell. It's not really my place. I'm a visitor still and I have to respect sure. that. Sure. Um but let's just say a lot of people there are wearing fingerless gloves now. <laughs> wow, that's huge. I know. <laughs> wow, Julia, I had no idea you were such a fashion influencer in Antarctica. I know. I mean, but... I've seen the paparazzi shots. I mean, it's very it's very New York, but it's New York goes to Sundance. It's it's chic. Yes. It's really incredible. Yes. yes. No, Julia is um in is really was the first person to introduce the New York goes to Sundance look in Antarctica. <laughs> Yeah, no, Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, right? Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, Salt Lake um, City yeah. is Which basically we, Antarctica. So true. <laughs> Park City. Park City, not Salt Lake City. Which I don't. Uh, who cares? Those are the same. They're the same. They're, the they're same. literally the they're same. The Park same City place. and Salt Lake City are the same. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Minneapolis, St. Paul. Like they're the same. Yes. Get over it. Sister, the two uh, cities are Salt cousins. Lake City and Sister Park cousins. City. Sister cities. <laughs> Sister cousins. Sister cousins. <laughs> Uh, okay, now that Julia is in the chat, um, George, can you tell us this big industry? Okay, I just had a meeting. <laughs> okay. I just had a meeting. Um, and the person I was meeting with was describing their current slate of projects. And she described one of the upcoming projects as being about the main character's experience as an effeminate straight man in the Me Too era. Hmm. And you were like, get me in that room. <laughs> I now. said, babe, you had me at a feminine. <laughs> and then you lost me at straight man. But then, then you, you had me, me back, back again at, at me, me too era. <sighs> oh, I think it's so cool to center men's stories around the Me Too movement. Yes, well, especially effeminate straight men. Because and I and I do think this is true. The the one demographic whose stories in the Me Too era are not being told is effeminate straight men. <laughs> yes. And this, I, I, I feel like Eddie Redman is going to be perfect. Oh, he's them. a shoe in for the role. Oh my God. It's, I mean, it's about him, right? It's about his, it's about him. It's about Eddie Redman. It's actually really sad. We like, it's like actually really dark. Eddie Redman is an effeminate red man in the Me Too era. <laughs> red man. No, straight man. <laughs> yeah. So but I wait, would think, if this yeah. is a if this was a horror, I would like. I don't know why that makes it more interesting to me. If this is horror, if this is yeah. horror, no, unfortunately, it very much was pitched as like a heartwarming story. Oh no, thank you. Which I don't love, and my biggest regret is the person I was talking to did mention like the name of the person who created it, and I literally didn't catch it, and then I never, I didn't ask again. So now there's no way for me to know. Oh my god. George, I'm I just gotta say, I can't believe how bold this is. This could be our closest friend. This could be, you know The effeminate straight man in the Me Too era? Yeah. If you are an effeminate straight man experiencing the Me Too era, please email straighterlab at gmail.com and tell us <laughs> how's it going for you. <laughs> We're gonna steal your experience in order to try to write for your show. Um okay. TV shows. Yes. Percentage good and percentage bad. Go. Okay. I would say currently we're at, I would say currently we're at 595. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Julia, what do you think? I would say 793. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 
I'm a little bit more accepting than George. It's more optimistic. Overall, yes, undoubtedly. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, Julia um, is writing on the show about the effeminate straight man living through the Me Too era. Oh my God, well, that's huge. I'm actually the fucking creator. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't expect an invite to that writer's room anymore, babe. <laughs> Sam, I'm so you sorry. actually were very neutral and I think you might actually like it. So we'll talk later. Awesome. I'm well, gonna- you know what's interesting <laughs> is that... Um, yeah, I always erase women who are creators and showrunners of shows about effeminate straight men. <laughs> I know, that happens. And yeah. it's not appreciated. And you know why? Because George hates a woman that plays the game. It is true. I, I don't do know if hate you know this, that- but women can actually write characters for effeminate men as well. <laughs> yeah. What if what if this show was literally about a a man, it was not specified that it was effeminate, but because it was created by a woman, people kept pitching it as an effeminate straight man living through the Me Too era. And the woman creator was like, no, this is like a serious drama about the Me Too era. Like this is about an abusive man in the Me Too era. And then people kept being like, it's actually really cute. It was written by a woman. It's about like an effeminate man in the Me Too era. He has nail polish. Yes. Um, <laughs> they keep being like, okay, we're going to give him nail polish. We're going to give him a ponytail. And the woman's like, no, like this is about Harvey Weinstein. They're like, that's cute. <laughs> I do I do want to know how effeminate the man is in order to make the show that like a central premise of the show. Me too. I know. Well, I think my guess with all of this is that the, the woman that I was talking to just couldn't grasp at the right word. And what she wanted to say was like, this is a decent man who isn't toxic. And so it's about (laughs) his experience, like grappling with masculinity in the Me Too era. But because she couldn't think of the right word, she was like, okay, what's the opposite of masculine, effeminate? (laughs) Wait, that's amazing. The idea that effeminate and decent are synonyms is so upsetting. (laughs) She was like, what is it called? Her brain, she's like racking her brain. She's like, what is it called when a man is um, not abusive? Effeminate? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, that's dark. Yeah, yeah, it is. But so is the industry. That's true. Sam, how many TV shows would you say are good? Uh, I was going to say something. I was maybe going to go more optimistic and say 10% are good i just but here here's what i'll say about tv i think i have it's been very liberating to let go of the idea that tv is good Mm -hmm. like when people are like this tv show is kind of highbrow i'm like no like an opera is highbrow (laughs) (laughs) like just deal with it's like tv is bad like the whole point of tv is that it's just meant to like appease people as they are being stripped of their rights and i think that's a really really important thing for us to do in this industry um and so if you accept that then you can say well within that i can create a really groundbreaking show about an effeminate straight man living in the me too era but you can't grasp for much more yeah i I, yeah i feel as though you are correct I, I, you know, in my 20s, I feel like I was really shooting for the stars. And I was like, sure. I'm going to change the whole world. And then I was like, babe, grow up. It's TV. Like, <laughs> I know. Just like know. make something that some rando wants to watch, like in between dinner and sleep, like chill out. Yes. And, yeah. and do it with people that you don't hate. <laughs> totally. Totally. And make sure they're all really effeminate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what if it came out that 
the, sorry, I I will keep talking about this show. What <laughs> no, if it came good. out that the writers' room for the effeminate man in the Me Too era was all masculine men, and then there was a controversy because they didn't hire enough effeminate straight man oh to be in God. the writers' room. <laughs> And then I the media that. has to determine who is effeminate and who is masculine. Yeah, yeah. And then someone's like, um, actually, I am effeminate. I just present as masculine. <laughs> they hire a masculine actor to play the main role. <laughs> they, hire, yeah, they hire a masculine actor. And then all these effeminate straight men are like, um, these are old for us. My culture is not your costume. <laughs> Jason Statham is the effeminate man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then people are like, he's doing a really offensive impression of an effeminate straight man. Like, that's not what we're like. And then someone's like no my friend who's an effeminate straight man is actually completely like that like that's actually how he is like <laughs> like yeah it's a stereotype but it's based in reality like that's what effeminate straight guys are like yeah and then people are like everyone and then the effeminate straight guys are like um divided between like the assimilation effeminate straight guys who want to be masculine and the like <laughs> separatist effeminate straight guys that want effeminate straight guys to start their own <laughs> movement oh. wow Wait, we need to fucking get on the show. Like this I, is crazy. <laughs> I know. Suddenly, I'm like, wait, is this my dream job? Is to be a writer on the show about the effeminate straight man navigating the Me Too era? Okay, wait. I, on that point, I hate when I do. Not to be too industry talky, but like, do you guys ever do that thing where you have like, an, say you have an audition for something and it's really bad, and you're like, okay, this show is awful and this part is small, and I like this is all bad 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 and then you're like wait a minute i'm perfect for this wait this is going to change my entire life yes yeah, so oh funny. my god i'm i'm seeing the big house i i'm the star i'm beloved by all of america because i'm cashier too in like the worst abc sitcom on earth um i recently I <laughs> had an audition for something where it was like a very uh just a really off-putting kind of like fashion-y gay guy and i thought i was like you know his what name is do? isaac mizrahi <laughs> <laughs> um so i was like okay i'm gonna play this up in a way that's self-aware where i'm like this guy really sucks and represents like the bat whatever so then i ch i changed the script to make him even more off-putting than he already was and <laughs> in my audition said the c word to like it to, <laughs> to literally like portray how in my mind i was like i am showing how poorly written this character is by literally being like this is the logical conclusion of what you're doing <laughs> so you were like anyway like, i didn't get the role oh sorry julia I, what were you saying i also when i audition for shows that i know that will absolutely be on network. I don't think that our friends will really be watching these shows. It is going to be uh, a 53 year old woman in Des Moines and God bless her. But I'm still like, wait, but I'm going to really surprise them. And then all of a sudden these like young, young teens are gonna be like, who was she? Yes. And then they're going to Google me and then discover that I'm actually a comedian and writer and then just stand me so hard. Yeah. Like, that's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to say, we, we know someone who is about to have that journey. True. Wait, do I know? Yeah, it's Rachel Sennett. Rachel Sennett's about to be in, like, a full-on network sitcom. Oh. And then people are going to look her up, and they're going to be like, um... Like, Whoa, she's fucking cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but, but, I mean, Rachel, uh, Rachel is... 
I think young enough where that like totally translates and makes sense. Yeah. I mean, at this point we're all like 24. Yes. Yes. I am 24. I too am 24. Often I audition for things and people are like, why aren't you older? <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. You can put, you can put age makeup on me. I'll do it. Like I can do old voice. Like it's fine. I can do old voice. <laughs> old voice. I can, I can do, do old face and old voice. Old voice. <laughs> That's like when they um, cancel the, the masculine actor playing the effeminate <laughs> man. He's going to be like, no, I was just doing old voice. <laughs> Sam, should we go into our first segment? I think we should. So, Julia, here's the thing. Our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And we and this is a segment where we ask you a series of kind of A or B questions. But here's the thing. This is kind of a this is normally the way we do this is we'll ask you like, okay, um, hot or cold, and then not tell you anything about how you have to answer. And then people are like, wait a minute, so am I answering about which thing is straighter am i answering about which thing i prefer and then we just like make fun of them and we're like oh actually the one rule is you're not supposed to ask any questions and so that has resulted in a full 30 42 episodes of us doing that same bit with every single person we've ever had on the show and so we had the idea of maybe making it more structured and having it be straightforwardly which one is straighter now my question for you first is which okay, but I like the other one better do you really I think that's funny. I know. Okay, let's do the other one. Okay, ready? Well, no, 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 no. This is, you guys are introducing structure this episode, and I don't want to take that away. I think we can absolutely do that. I think that's a, that's funny, though, but let's try. Yeah. Well, Whatever, we brought you in to this episode as not just a guest, but also kind of a consultant. A structure consultant. A structure consultant. A podcast structural consultant. <laughs> podcast structural consultant. Because a lot of podcasts don't have enough structure and they crumble. And, you know, we've been kind of um, saying goodbye to traditional structures, but mm -hmm. we're starting to wonder, like, how steady is this building? Are we going up and up and up and just going to crash and burn? Exactly. But and we thought, I mean, Julia, I think you have this effect on certain people. It's like, because everyone we know is such an ingrate and you, like, actually, like, dress well and can form a sentence i'm like okay can you proofread my cover letter <laughs> no way do you feel like you have that effect on people mm, i think <laughs> that i <laughs> um well you know i think that i the translation to that is maybe not so fun I'm sometimes not so fun, so maybe that's what it means i don't think that's true though you're not stiff i feel like no, but I'm, I, I'm, I give off responsible vibes. Responsible vibes, interesting. Well, and I want you to know I can be a crazy bitch if I want to be. I know. I've seen it up close and personal. <laughs> okay. So maybe I shouldn't read your cover letter after all. Okay, so. fine. Then I'm actually not applying to be the showrunner for the show where a effeminate straight man navigates the Me Too era. Anyway, back to our um, segment, Straight Shooters. Question one. Oh, Sam, go. Well, wait, I want to say one more thing about straight shooters. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, I think if we like, so our original premise with this segment was like, it's to gauge your familiarity with straight culture, which sort of was like our way to be like, like, um, I was always thinking of it as like, 
it's not scientific in any way, but like a Rorschach test for your own sexuality, like yes. like where we would pretend it meant a lot what you picked, even right. though it's it means like, nothing. What, what does your mind gravitate towards? Yeah, and I think and that's the joke. It's like it's not what's straightest. It's like you hear these two things. What is the thing you immediately are drawn to? Yeah, so I kind of like keeping it um, spacey like that. Okay, so okay, we wow. are not doing. So we're going back to the original. Well, we cannot actually go back to the original with you because now you know what the debate is. So, like, sort of, right. it's still a pretty loose curriculum. It is, it is pretty loose. <laughs> okay, well, shall we just go ahead? Yeah, George, yeah. you start us off. Okay, Julia, Goldfrap or the Goldfinch? <laughs> um, the Goldfinch. Okay, Julia, Denis Villeneuve or the Ladies of the View? Um, the ladies of the view. Okay, Julia. MSG or MSNBC? MSG. Having a green thumb or having a planter's wart? Having a green thumb. Brioche or Juliette Binoche? Juliette Binoche. Barnum and Bailey Circus or Britney Spears Circus? Britney Spears Circus. A few bad apples or 99 red balloons? <laughs> 99 red balloons. Okay, weed whacking, mowing, tilling, or manscaping? Okay, I need that one more time. That was a lot of options for me. Weed whacking, mowing, tilling, or manscaping? Tilling. And there we go. Now, Julia, in the interest of full transparency, we want to hear... What your experience of that was like? Uh, chaotic, aggressive. Mm. Um, mm. Were there any that stumped you? Yeah, I don't really know what tilling is, but I said it anyway. <laughs> and that, see, see, that means you're really curious. Like that's what that means, and that's so awesome. <laughs> that means you're curious. That means you're brave. being curious. That means you're on your way to becoming an effeminate straight man. <laughs> Well, okay, to be honest, I feel like I answered those questions based on what I think Harry Styles would have chosen. <gasps> wow. Wait, he should be He's the star, star of the show about the feminine straight I think I've been thinking about him ever since we started that discussion. Yeah. Wait, wow. I can't believe I can't believe that's not where our mind immediately went. Honestly, Eddie Redmayne found dead. Eddie Redmayne is, you know, ruggedly uh, masculine. He's like literally the brawny paper towel guy now. Yeah, like, you're right. Harry Styles, the star of <laughs> the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> wow. Honestly, and, I mean, of course, Olivia Wilde, effeminate straight man, duh, makes sense. Yes, a hundred percent. That makes so much sense. Um, interesting. What do we? F- I sorry to do this. Like, what's the end game with Harry Styles? I've never understood. And do I Do you understand, Julia? No. But <laughs> no, I don't. But I was I have been talking to people and like I think that he I think he's queer. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking in a more um career sense. I thought that oh. I think, <laughs> Well, I, I was think talking he- about it with people given this news. Yes. And yes, and yes. you know, I think there's a lot of people who are like, I think that he's very I think he's queer baiting and I just think like all you know it's all publicity and it's all to just make everyone go crazy for him but like I don't know I think that just because he's I I feel like 
I think that he is, um, I don't know. I, I think that he might be going through like a real period of sort of self-discovery very publicly and like yes. well curated because he has those people around him. But right. like, I don't know. I kind of am like, hmm. it wouldn't shock me if down sure. the line. Um, so that, but do, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? I think, no, I, I accept. I, first of all, I do want to address the fact that you said, <laughs> You've been thinking about this because of this news, this news being that he's maybe dating Olivia Wilde. So I like the idea that him dating Olivia Wilde made you go, you know, he might be queer. (laughs) 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 But I do. I mean, I agree. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's as I don't think it's that dishonest or or queer, baby. I do think um, my two opinions on Harry Styles are one that regardless of whether he's queer or not, he just is very sexual. Like, I think that's, it just comes from a place of just like wanting to express sexuality of any kind, which in a way almost makes him non-sexual. And then the second opinion about him I have is that I think he is a sponsored uh, project from Gucci. (laughs) Yeah, there's something there's the, the the deep state of fashion is definitely in his brain and his body somehow. Um, his music, whatever, it's fine. I don't it's whatever. I would go so far as to say it's boring. It's boring. I wish you were having a little more fun with the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm happy that he's having fun with the looks and I don't care. I know it's a team behind him, but the team is having fun when people are famous and they're like, I'm just going to wear a boot cut jean and like a tee. I'm like, get out of my TV, get out of my magazines. I want someone who's taking chances, making a splash and giving them something to talk about. He's giving us something to talk about. Yeah. He should go to Antarctica. (laughs) No, no, no. That's my territory. I don't want to <laughs> That's there. your territory. That's where you draw the line. <laughs> if I'm the one introduced, if I introduce fingerless gloves, what the hell is he going to do? I can't, that's right. as high as it'll go. I don't, I don't want more. Than yeah. That. They're not ready for a, a man in a Gucci dress in Antarctica. They, it took you years to introduce them to fingerless gloves. Years. <laughs> well, Julia, and still many people are like lesbian, you know, exactly. like. Exactly. I do want to point out, I, I do think it's a little problematic. You're like gatekeeping with Antarctica, you know, like it, it's, <laughs> It's, it's anyone can go there. I think the right. fact that that's your spot is like, I'm sensing weird. Yeah. It's you also, before you were like, oh yeah, I know I'm just a visitor, but it's like, well, if you're just a visitor, why are you gatekeeping? Yeah. It's like, it wasn't yours to begin with. Okay. How about this? Everyone can come, but you, Sam, how about that? How about that's actually what I'm writing into law right now. Oh, so. because, okay, I call, so- because I call you out. So I'm not allowed to go. So people that criticize you, get banned from Antarctica. Wow, I had no idea Sam was going full free speech warrior. <laughs> Sam, did you um were you at the Capitol yesterday by chance? I just <laughs> curious. Sam stormed the Capitol because he was angry about Julia introducing fingerless gloves <laughs> to Antarctica. Everyone else was holding pro Trump signs and Sam's sign was like very confused. It was like, I think Harry Styles is actually fine, but I also think fashion should be more interesting in Antarctica. <laughs> It was me in a Mrs. Claus suit with a giant <laughs> yeah, X over like, it. He was like, the truth is out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Well, interesting. I do like, Julia, that in your two, the two things that you have, um, the two ways you have punished us have been 
distributed equally. You forbade me from being in the writer's room of your TV show and you forbade Sam from uh, traveling to Antarctica. Yeah. I, um, I exercise my power by taking away access. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really cool. Have you well, heard I- of that before? Because I'm the only person who's ever done it. <laughs> well, George, I think maybe you should do that for your sister. You know, if she wants to critique the pod, you should say, "Actually, I coded it into Apple Podcasts that you can't access this anymore." Yeah. You know, it's interesting <laughs> now that I'm looking back. I, you know, sometimes when someone uh, kind of expresses toxic traits you then look back and you're like oh my god it was right in front of me all along and you know what this is bringing what memory this is okay julia is literally off screen she just walked away i don't know where she went she literally just walked away okay she's she's back back. okay do you know what memory (laughs) everything okay julia (laughs) i was literally starting to sit in the dark which i was like is this okay but then i was like you guys would have made a big whole thing about it in 15 minutes so Okay, and now we're finally at the right tone for this podcast. (laughs) I was getting worried that, you know, when our guests aren't actively mad at us, it worries me. It makes me (laughs) think we're not doing our jobs. I would have been um, actually very insulted if you guys were just sweet as apple pie to me. (laughs) No, 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 no. We're not putting on our kitty gloves, our kitty fingerless gloves for (laughs) Antarctica's number one fashion influencer. Just because she's a gatekeeper in both fashion and um, entertainment. Entertainment. (laughs) What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I remembered past toxic behavior that my sister, someone who's prejudiced against certain episodes of my podcast, (laughs) has exhibited. One being, Sam, you know this, Uh is that she was one of the first people. She told me when we released the podcast, she was like, I'm going to leave a nice review. And do you remember what she did? She took one star off to make it seem like she wasn't being pandering. She literally wrote a review that had all positive things and one negative thing because she wanted it to sound more realistic. And it was like, just make it five stars. Like, you're already cheating the system. Just make it five stars. We just released this podcast. Just Ah! give it five stars. (laughs) This podcast currently has two episodes out, and you're trying to knock us down a peg to, like, you're trying to be like, realistic. Let's be realistic here. It's not that good. (laughs) But of course, I didn't see the signs. I didn't see the signs. And see, when she does that stuff to you, I say, you know, whatever, that's your family dynamic. But when she brings me into it, then we're going to have a problem. Right, right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, hurt people hurt people. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's tough to look back and realize this is someone who is uh, really at fault for every single bad thing that has ever happened to me. Yeah. The Even lack though of you were in the world walls. much earlier than she was at some point. That's right? right. She is younger than me. But no, yeah, I stand by my my original statement. Yeah. Um. Should we get into the topic? Yes. Oh, my God. We are Structure AF today. Structure AF Bays. Um, okay. Structure AF, the Boots Down House Mama. <laughs> Julia, what is your topic for today? So, boys, I wanted to talk a little about a little thing called... <laughs> Huga. Oh, thank God. That's how I say it. And I want to, and I, I knew that I knew you would know the right way to say it because I've been corrected before. (laughs) I mean, when you sent it to me, I was like, oh, Julia wants to do Higgy. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't want to offend your, your Danish listeners. All of our listeners are Danish. Yeah. 100% Danish listeners. Um, okay. Wait, how do you say it for real? Huga. Huga. 
Okay. Got it. Julia, when did you first become interested in Huga? Um, okay, so I feel like Huga really hit the scene um, around 2016, 2017 in America, right? Mm. Huga, been around, what, centuries in sure. Scandinavia. Um, I think that, like, what I'm interested in talking about it is, like, when it came to the U.S. Yes. Because that, to me, is and a distinction. Take a, a, Just for anyone that doesn't know, can you explain what it is? Yes. Okay. So, and both, please jump in, because I actually <laughs> don't know that much. But I think <laughs> I would say it is the Scandin- the, the, the specifically Danish concept, art, and culture about around the idea of coziness. Mm-hmm. The cozy lifestyle, um, the the joy in the little things. Sure. Yes, I think of it as, as, yeah, I think of it as coziness with like a slight, almost political, but there's also something about it. And maybe this is like, maybe this is part of the American selling of it, but it's all, there's something almost like South Carolina's political about it. What, Am what I wrong? kind of political? Like self-care is political. Like there's something almost like actually the best thing you can do is wrap yourself in a weighted blanket and have a glass and have a cup of mint tea. And if you do that, no one can get to you. Yes. You know, right. when you when you said it came here in 2016 or 2017, I was like, well, direct response to the Trump administration, of course. I do. I, I Now I'm like, is that I, – I think – is that really when it came? I th- I th- I would have guessed, and maybe I'm wrong, but I would have guessed slightly earlier. It seems so tone deaf for it to make its way here right after Trump was elected. <laughs> well, I feel like it's like, I mean, obviously Danish people don't just like own coziness, you know, mm. little TM. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is like that the 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 like branding and manufacturing yeah. of that specific kind of coziness that happened maybe it is earlier than 2017 do you know what okay i just looked it up here's what's really interesting it did come to the states in 2016 but pre-election so huga in many ways was the last breath of obama america Uh (laughs) the death knell of obama we flew too close to the sun literally we were so cozy and so warm that we flew too close to the sun and then trump was elected yeah but 2016 was like it was already so terrible because of trump all year Mm-hmm. You know what That's I mean? true. So honestly, I feel like yeah. Trump owns 2016. To- 100%. But also 2016 to me is like when Hamilton was... Po- like there are so many things that were like last breath of Obama era that happened in 2016. Yes, this is true. Huh. Huh. Okay, also I was reading because I like suggested that idea. I was like, that'll be fun. And then I was like, wait, what is... I actually don't know anything about it. So I was reading um, a... Uh, a an article in the independent. Okay. Scholar. And um, basically it also sort of had the same effect in Britain as Brexit had happened. So it does sort of seem to be like a very intense response to political turmoil. Interesting. Yeah. Huh? So do we think that 
as a response to political turmoil, getting more cozy is good. I think people crave control. And yeah. uh, that is the only way you can... The only thing you can control is how cozy you are. Plus, sure. it's uh, getting cozy... Well, you know, it depends on what, what kind of candles or whatever you're getting. But it's normally right. relatively affordable to get cozy. Sure. Like sure. tea is like, oh, that's affordable. A, a blanket? You got those. Right. It's, it's just about the, it's a more of a change of mind, right? It's a change of mind. But at the same time, if you are trying to achieve some heightened, if you are kind of injecting coziness and Hugo with this kind of uh, weight then suddenly you're like, this blanket's not good enough. This candle's not good enough. And then it leads to, I mean, it's, it you all know, comes back to, capitalism. to become Americanized necessarily. What is happening is then you are taking a gorgeous national tradition of the Danish people and making it into a consumer experience. Yes. And also I was reading about how like Huga is so ingrained in Danish culture, like for decades, centuries, that it's like sort of invisible there. It's like, it's just part of like, I'm, I'm, I create a pleasant space where everyone is comfortable. This we all like candlelight. We all right. like we want everyone to have like cozy slippers and have warm things to sip on, and like that's just you know it, it's just ubiquitous. No one thinks about it's it. It's ubiquitous. All. It's kind of like what imperialism is in the United States. <laughs> it's like it's what if it. you know? It's like what if suddenly people woke up in you know uh, Finland and they were like. Oh my God! Have you heard of the American concept of invading other countries? <laughs> oh, totally. And then people were like, "It would not be as authentic." Yeah, they'd like make it relaxed, like they didn't exactly. invade like another state, and it would be like kind of respectful. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it would just not be. Um... It's America's racism. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right. They have Huga. We have racism. Right. We have racism. Imperialism. Um. You know, kind of a, a the absence of a social safety net, and they have Huga. <laughs> um so wait i now that we've defined what huga is what about huga do you feel is essentially straight okay first i will say i think that everyone in the whole freaking world deserves to feel cozy and comfy and cute and safe and okay loved. she's running she's running <laughs> <laughs> she's got her platform all figured out yeah yeah baby um but I think that there is like the fact that I think it, it is sort of like a denial of like complicated or uncomfortable things. Yes. It is sort of the avoidance of anything that is like not good vibes right. is sort of very straight in a way where it's like, it's <laughs> sure. You know sure. what I mean? It's, sort it's of like, shutting we're yourself out. We're cozy yes. And we don't talk about that kind of stuff here. It, to me, it's like, kind of very apolitical yes self-care political but also apolitical where it's like no 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 like that makes me uncomfortable and that that is not higgy then you say higgy if it's if it's negative you say higgy oh interesting i, I didn't know that beautiful. linguistic the uh, language is so amazing element. yeah I, the dan the danish language is really beautiful to be fair i like the word higgy better than huga because huga sounds like hookah which has so many uh implications um it makes me think sorry i just want to say speaking of huga julia just drank out of the largest jar i have ever seen in my life it's really i would say as big as a bathtub 
<laughs> I didn't want you to bring it up. I am drinking out of, fine, I'm just going to disclose it. I am drinking out of a Nutribullet jar. I Excuse have. Me. Oh, there. it's Nutribullet. Yes. Nutribullet because I just don't drink enough water otherwise. I need to carry around like a small bucket in order to yeah. drink water. We should do an episode on hydration. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you do you personally practice huga? Been known to dabble in the hoog. Um, I mean, dabble in the hoog is the name of your upcoming book. Dabble in the hoog <laughs> memoir. I mean, I have fucking macrame on my wall that I made. Right. Wow. I, I do. I do really like elements of hygge, and I think like in its pure form of like create a cozy, comfortable, pleasant experience for yourself and those around you where you all feel safe and good is like, you know, I if, like, how can you not want to do that? But I think that it's like, there's something that is like a little superficial about it in a way yes. that um, I think is kind of toxic. Not too hardball with Chris Matthews, you, okay. but part of me feels um, counterpoint, like we have like, the cottagecore culture, the like fairy, uh, queer, lesbian, uh, fetishizing Taylor Swift's folklore, <laughs> like, like in America, I think that like cottagecore stuff is very uh, queer right now. But I would argue Huga is different than cottagecore. And please tell me why. To me, cottagecore, there's at least an air of kind of a relationship with the land like cottagecore is like maybe you have a little chicken coop or maybe you um you know go for a hike but huga is literally like huga the way that it has been marketed is like really thick socks oh okay that yeah. and and like and like truly just being like under 15 blankets on your couch okay yeah. i think that well i think that George, the like the cottage core as you defined it, I think is actually like the Danish version of Huga. It is about like it's about spending time outside. It. It's about like building bonfires. It's about like you know, um, like it is. It I think ha has to do more with nature. But I think when it came here, it is like totally. It's been sold. I do think like this episode is about the American version of like what you think is great is the American version of Huga. Yes. And, and also, think, yeah. oh, sorry. Yes. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that like, I don't know that much about Denmark, but it's like, they are a country that like, we are so different. It's it, Denmark is so different than the US because it's like so tiny and like so white and homogeneous. And like the government actually takes care of their people mm -hmm. where it's sort of like, I honestly think the government probably has like a hygge department where they're like, okay, does everyone have their candles for winter? <laughs> you know so what the, I mean? Yeah. Where yeah. It's like that it's like, that's so ingrained where here it's like being cozy and comfy is like, honestly a privilege in the U S right. and right, exactly. people I mean, it's can't so, practice that. Yeah. To take something that's like a national tradition like that and then make it into a status symbol somehow like oh yes. so and so you know you have the new blanket you have the new pajamas that's a very american impulse yes having said that i wonder if maybe it's too late now but in the time when hugo was at its peak 
if there was a way to rebrand Medicare for all as Huga for all, if it would have done better. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Like maybe if we, if we rebrand, it's, it's not defund the police, it's Huga the police. And yeah, we can make them more, if you, if we focused on kind of like making the police cozy, like bringing them, yeah. locking them in their apartments and like yeah. giving them some blankets and maybe a DVD of Nancy Myers, the holiday. Yes. <laughs> And instead, we take away their guns, and then we just give them firm oven mitts, and they yes. just have to like, like really constricting oven mitts. They can barely really move their limbs. Yes, yes. Um, and then we kind of enclose them in a small space. <laughs> yeah, this has legs. Yeah, we as Americans need to further, um, like. <laughs> put coziness on a pedestal if like we could convince like psychopath republicans that this is like the most american thing then like we'd be chilling like they'd be like don't take my blanket like they'd be <laughs> yeah <laughs> if we could if we could in- it, it kind of um inject the huga movement with the animosity and urgency of the pro-gun movement yes we could really see some change in this country (laughs) okay but here is the thing though i do kind of feel like the american version of huga is like sort of it is hgtv which is sort of inherently like a little conservative because it harkens back to americana and you know the nuclear family and like traditional values like that oh. that is the american lens that it would put it under so i don't know maybe it is dangerous i don't know i don't know no i think you're, no, you're completely very right. interesting which is that and and i wanted to say this before one of the reasons why huga is straight is because it is a foreign concept adapted for american audiences and i do think necessarily what happens then is things become straighter so we didn't solve this um, right Right. Wait, but tell me how how do you guys feel about like okay, it doesn't have to be huga, but coziness as a concept. I'm I've never been a cozy fan. I um I you know, the pandemic has forced me to appreciate cozy. You know, I like being out and about. I like having a bare bones uh space and like saying I'm just gonna be bopping, bopping, bopping. Um, but this pandemic I've started to get a little cozy. And um, I've developed a new tradition where I'll eat, say, half a weed gummy. I'll take all the cushions off of the couch, put them on the floor, put my comforter on top of the cushions, and sort of like <laughs> lounge in that um, space. Uh, I call it um, the dog bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, have you ever shared that on the pod before? I, I have not. This is sort of a, a new... <laughs> Wow, a huga special. I love that. That's huga. Having something that you call a dog bed is huga. Yeah. I get on all fours and I bark, bark, bark. And I wear a sexy little spiked collar and I've never felt more at home. Yeah, you keep going like, oh, that sounds cozy. And then... The fucking begins. I start start ripping out curtains around my home with my teeth. (laughs) Um, no, normally I'll pour a little, a little drink and I'll sit in dog bed and we'll sort of, uh, Misha and I will just chat there. It's a fun place to hang yeah. out. Honey, if drinking is Huga, I've never been oh, going he to sits the dog bed too. I mean, it's big. It's all the couch cushions on the floor. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Yeah. Huh. Whoops. I was earnest again. Wow. Um, 
Uh, George, George, how about you? Dog bed. <laughs> this is really this is something that we actually cut out of <laughs> our previous episode because it made me spiral. I have moved into a new apartment. I've been here for literally three months now, and I have felt a sense of paralysis about like decorating it in any way. I mean, you can literally see my walls are empty. And I don't know what to do. I truly feel, I think part of it is just that like, I nor if things were normal, I would enjoy going to vintage stores, going to thrift stores, finding cute things. And now I'm just like not doing that. And I, um, and I, I really feel like I would love it if someone just cozied it up. And then I, I kind of did a, you know, someone with actual taste maybe queer eyed it. And then I <clears throat> walked into my apartment. I was like, oh my God, I love it. And then I, cause I want, I have the desire for coziness, but I'm very bad at creating it for myself. Mm. You know, George, I think the level of iconic it would genuinely be if you, George Severus, got queer eyed for <laughs> real on television. <laughs> I mean, I would be, I, I have to say, it's tough because I really think it's they would the design stuff would be an issue for me. But if yeah. if we could just replace and this pains me because I actually do like Bobby a lot. I think he's actually I've weirdly in a circular way come around to having Bobby be my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um however, if I could if if I could just make sure he gave me the kind of like heightened treatment and not the treatment he gives the the people that he has uh, queer eyed thus far, then I do think otherwise it would be a really exciting um, experience to be queer eyed in this day and age. I think it would absolutely change the game. I think you would butt heads. I think it would sort of be a new tone for them. Well, I would be the first <laughs> ever person to be ironically queer eyed. <laughs> So in that way, it would be breaking ground. I mean, that is the history that I want in our kids' history books. I think that is important. Yeah. <laughs> but now I want, who Julia, as a Huga expert, you're looking at me. I'm literally in an empty white room, uh, absolutely desperate for coziness. I mean, I truly feel at sea. What is your advice to me for making my space more Huga? Okay. Number one, fill that baby up with some plants. Yes. Okay. I think That's get a on bunch my list. of plants. Get a bunch yeah. of plants. Uh, George, I just, I'm just so intrigued. I'm realizing as we speak, I have yeah. no idea what your aesthetic is at all. Oh my I've, God. I've never been somewhere where you've lived. And uh, <laughs> this is actually insane to realize. And, and you haven't been anywhere where I've lived. And you've now seen me in these Zooms where I literally am surrounded by white walls for, <laughs> for three months. And you are literally matching your wall. I also am wearing a white hoodie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's really tough. Okay, I think we... <laughs> I Wait, think, we okay. have to queer I am. Here's plants? my thing with... Yes, plants, yeah. I would also say lighting. Do you have, do you like, I think lighting is really important and like totally set. I'm like in the process. That's li- I literally have a tab open because I want to buy a new floor lamp and then a new desk lamp. And buy a shit ton of candles. Do you like candles? I do like candles. Candles, candles. I do have. Yes. Gotta get candles. Yeah. I have candles. I have Dias and Durga. I have an APC candle that I just got for Christmas. I have Brooklyn Candle Studio. Okay. You are. God, if only I could put that effort into doing literally anything else in my life other than buying <laughs> candles. Okay, sorry, this is not interesting. Is it? Are we I mean, were trying? I mean, it's honest. It's yeah, it's honest. honest. 
And we can talk about this more later because I do honestly like want to help if I can. Yeah, no, because you I should. Do I, mean, love, it, I want people to feel cozy and comfy in their homes. I do. I know. I really do. Well, this is the thing. I if if things were normal, I would have had a housewarming and literally been like, buy me home gifts. <laughs> also, George, have you been, like thrift stores are still open? I know, but I'm just like, you know what it is? I understand that things are open, but the fact that you even have to like be slightly stressed out about bumping shoulders with someone or like breathing someone's air just like it makes any experience that's supposed to be relaxed bad well i my tip is bitch guess what now you're unemployed go on a wednesday afternoon true and true. i bet this is how I felt be about, i've been really wanting to there. get like a manicure or a pedicure because it seems so relaxing but i'm like the the guilt of feeling like you're putting someone in danger the the like feeling that you are that that you might be in danger like all of it is just like well why not just stay at home in my bare apartment <laughs> <laughs> and stare at a blank wall yeah scratching yeah. the days okay you know wall. what you are right though that i should be going to stores in the middle of the day on a weekday on a weekday okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna do that also yeah. george you guys can yeah. cut this because this is not funny this is just helpful but i do follow some instagram accounts that are like cool vintage thrifted stuff yeah that um you can like order it directly through instagram and they probably do some deliveries as well Gross. well well okay so my homework is to <laughs> buy plants go to thrift stores is that it and follow instagram accounts <laughs> follow instagram accounts and you know what just Get a mug. Just get a mug. Oh my god! Makes you go like this with your shoulders. Your listeners can't hear me, but when you shimmy your shoulders up to your ears, yes, that's huga. I have been look. I used to have yes, no, having one like seventy dollar mug from a studio in Brooklyn is one of the most politically radical things you can do. I got a mug for Christmas that is just like from this store that we go to in Maine. And it's just a brand. It was like a joke gift kind of, which is branded from the store in Maine. And I'm like, this is incredible. This like, that is my hygge. <laughs> no, having a nice mug is huge. Wow. Plants, thrift stores, Instagram mug. And there you go. That's hygge for That's you. That's hygge, baby. Well, Sam, well, what do you think? Um, I think structurally this was sound uh i think the uh people that are gonna inspect this next week are um not gonna see any uh loose wires or yeah well right julia we didn't mention this but the structure inspector is coming next week (laughs) which is the person who listens to our latest episode and if it doesn't have enough structure we are thrown out of the apple podcast feed okay well i i have some connects actually there so well, it's tough because now we're in the midst of a, the administration changing, obviously. <laughs> Do you know the Trump podcast structure uh, people or the Biden ones? Uh, I know. Uh, well, they were Trump, but they're actually switching sides. So I think. Oh, oh okay. Love that for that them. That is so and, brave and so and powerful. And it's never too late. It's also, it's such, I think it's such brave timing to be switching sides right when the next person's going to um, ascend to power. So, so selfless. I've always said that. You know, the people that are resigning now in the Trump administration um, out of uh, kind of a, a moral clarity, I think I've never seen anything more brave. I mean, braver than the Marines. Braver than the Marines, who are, um, you know, 
average bravery, I would say. <laughs> well, uh, should we do our final segment? Let's do our final segment. Uh, so, Julia, the segment's called Shoutouts, and um, we give sort of a 2001 TRL shout-out to your squad uh, to uh, something that you like, enjoy, the idea, be anything yes. in the whole wide world. And the idea is that this is – an radio shout-outs are such an integral element of straight culture. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, yeah. No, yeah. George, she she got that. Okay, fine. <laughs> Wow, look, now I'm doing what you were doing in the beginning where I'm over-explaining rather than showing, not telling. No, no, no. I was doing the right thing. And... Oh, you were doing the right thing and I'm doing the wrong thing. Got it. Okay. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Um... What's up, listeners? Um, I just want to give a huge New York City shout out to waking up earlier. I have committed to waking up earlier. And for me, that means 9 a.m. For many people on Earth and in America, even that is not that early. But for me, that's quite early and it's hard. And I wake up, you know, I go to bed one, two, three. It's a free for all over here. I'm hooking all I want and I'm staying up and I'm hooking. But I'm punishing myself this week and I'm saying get up at nine. And I've been doing it, and it sucks, and I wonder how long it'll go, but it's nice to get up early and be able to get stuff done for her earlier. Thank you, and good night. Woo! Woo! What's up, listeners? I want to give a quick shout-out to the guy that emailed the Stradio Lab account and told us that the reason my mic was being weird is because my phone was close to it. Guess what, Queen? You have done it again, constantly <laughs> raising the bar for us all, because in fact, you were right. My phone was next to my mic. And yeah, I'm not going to apologize for that, but what I am going to do is change it because it was wrong. But also, I'm empowered and I don't need to apologize. But also, thank you for letting me know what to do in order to change my behavior to become better, which I already was. Woo! Woo! What? No, I can't do it that way. Okay. Um... <laughs> What's up, listeners? It's your girl, Julia, and I just want to give a quick shout out to Uniqlo, Heat Tech, Turtlenecks, and uh, Long John Pants, whatever they're called. Uh, I was in Chicago for a whole month at my parents' house, and I was shivering my tushy off the whole freaking time. And when I said, can we turn the heat up? My dad said, put on your coat and do some jumping jacks. And so I literally wore heat tech under all of my clothes and to sleep for one month and they smelled but i stayed warm and i have poor circulation and i think i'm anemic but i want to thank uniqlo Woo! wow who go win from uniqlo way yeah. to keep it on theme that was on yeah. theme is that who, wow. is that huga i mean i literally i was so unco- like i was actually shivering it was like yeah i was not yeah. comedy even but you know heat tech is such a game i it's never my because I didn't grow up with uh, heat tech culture, it's never my instinct to put on a pair of long johns. And then when I remember that I own them, it's such a game changer. I love long johns. They're so fun. They're, it's, it's fun. And you know what else? A guy wearing long johns? Hottest thing. It's hot. It's hot. It's randomly hot. Now, a woman wearing long johns? Um, feminism fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want a little butt flap. You know, long underwear. I, I went to an underwear party that was specifically long underwear party. Again. Come now, on. Every single episode, Sam reveals that he went to a different underwear party. Well, was I it used a to, sex party? 
It was like they had like a dark room if you wanted to, but it wasn't. If you wanted to take off your long johns <laughs> and be only in your normal underwear. Wait, so it was a long john themed underwear party? Yeah, it was like. So you were actually more fully clothed than you would have been otherwise. Well, like you were like wearing long johns and like not a shirt. Oh, oh, that would be a terrible look for me. But you can also wear a shirt if you want. Great. I'm sure I would get so much attention if I showed up wearing a full a full uh, bodysuit. If you were wearing a union suit, you would get attention. Honey. Fair, fair. Well, <laughs> let's hooga to that. Hooga to hooga, hooga, hooga. Hooga, hooga, hooga to that. And hooga, hooga, hooga to our guest, Julia Shiplett. Thank you so much for coming Thanks, on, Julia. Julia. Um, and we love you. And I truly do feel empowered for the first time after three months of living here. I feel empowered to finally live out loud and go and buy some plants and potentially thrifted wall art. I believe in you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Wait, but don't, don't hang up. <laughs> <laughs>